on the Cyclone Sports Network. From Learfield, welcome to the Cyclone Coaches Corner, powered by Renewable Energy Group. Also brought to you by Bud Light, it's for the fans. Also brought to you by Hy-V, who proudly supports the Iowa State Cyclones. Hy-V, where there's a helpful smile in every aisle. Now, live, here's the voice of the Cyclones, John Walters. Fueled by Renewable Energy Group. Fueling your game for a lower carbon future makes you a winner today. Glad you could join us tonight, a rare Tuesday night show, but that's because the Cyclone men's team played in Lubbock last night. Cyclone women are on the road. They are going to play at Kansas State tomorrow, so Coach Fenley's not with us tonight. We're going to have T.J. Otzelberger as our first guest, and then Kevin Dresser will be along a little bit later in the show. Our guest co-host is Rod Botholt from B&G Video Productions here in Ames, which produces all our coaches' shows, including the... T.J. Otzelberger show. And, Coach, uh, tough loss last night, obviously. Um, you guys played great for 30 minutes, but it just illustrates how, man, you got to play the whole 40 in this league. And, uh, and Texas Tech on their home floor, a prideful program that's been to three Sweet 16s in the last four years in the national championship game. And, you know, they, they came back. Yeah, our guys uh, thought our execution, our focus going on the game was tremendous, exactly what we needed to do and execute. And, for us, everything that we do is based on being the aggressor. That defensively, you know, you hear talk about all the time, it's setting the tone of pressure in the basketball, being disruptive. Um, and then offensively, it's, uh, you know, ball movement, player movement, which I thought for 28 minutes was phenomenal, probably as, as strong as we've had uh, throughout the course of the year, and then rebounding the basketball. And those are areas that every day we focus on every day we emphasize uh, uphold standards and for 28 minutes in all three of those categories was really pleased with what we did uh the last 12 minutes you know we were on our heels we weren't the aggressor we had some live ball turnovers uh that turned into pick six the crowd got into the game felt like you know they they found uh, that they were going to space it and just try to drive it and you felt like every possession they either scored it got a foul got the offensive rebound and uh, and the wheels just kind of came off, and, and you hate that it happened, uh, but it's something that we can certainly learn from. There's still a lot of season left to go. Uh, very proud of our guys night in and night out, how they compete, and that we are the aggressor the vast majority of the time, and we've got to keep our focus on being that every single night. Coach, every game's victory or a, or a loss is, is a learning experience potential to be. Uh, I know you guys were off today, and uh, there's a little bit of a focus on catching your breath and, uh, and re-energizing, but how much time do you spend on a game last night when you get them back together in terms of learning experience uh, because the next big game's coming? Yeah, tomorrow uh, today was an off day. I mean, we got back really late last night and wanted the guys to, to make sure they got the class and so to get as much sleep as they could. So uh, they needed that off day today. Tomorrow is going to be a lot more focused on you know, getting their bodies recovered, uh, yoga, stretching, you know, anybody with any ailment or injury trying to get healthy there, uh, have some meals together as a team, that ability to reconnect, and then there will be a bunch of film uh, from the game last night. And then when we come in Thursday morning for practice, everything will move forward in our preparation for our game on Saturday. And that's that's our routine. That's That's how we do it all year long. So we're not deviating from our plan and our process. No matter who we play, we – we, we do two days going in is, is what we do, and that's the same thing for this game on Saturday. Well, one thing that uh, the men's basketball schedule doesn't afford that the women's basketball schedule does is having a Saturday-to-Saturday Saturday game. You know, like, so on the women's side, there is that one week coming up for the women where they'll play Saturday, then they won't play again until the following Saturday. 
with the Big 12 SEC Challenge, you don't have that luxury. So uh, as much as it sucked, sorry, uh, <laughs> to go at Mizzou, at Texas Tech, and play Monday night at 8 o'clock, the, the good news coming out of it is that, hey, you played Monday, now you actually get that little bit of a respite that the schedule really doesn't afford. And I think back to when you got the game canceled with Omaha and had your Christmas break and everybody thought, oh, my gosh, they didn't play in two weeks. How are they going to come out? You played like gangbusters against Baylor, went down to TCU and won, really started off great in Big 12 conference play. Do you feel like you can kind of have a similar uh, rejuvenation and reset for your guys going forward? Yeah, I do. I mean, we're at the midpoint, like you said, with conference. And even though, you know, lately we've taken some losses, Four of our last six games have been on the road, and, and they've been the formidable opponents. And to win on the road, obviously last night, you know, wasn't great that we had the margin that we did, and we, you know, we gave that away. And, you know, credit to Texas Tech, too, for that. But at the same time, those are challenging games. We know that when we get in our process and our routine, what we can do. So learning from the things that happened yesterday, like you said, like you mentioned, just like we did at Christmas, Give the guys' bodies, minds, some time to regroup and get ready to come back and be even stronger. And that's worked for us in the past, and we're confident in that plan moving forward here. Having done this as long as we have, and I'm sure John would echo these thoughts also, I'm always amazed that in the right environment, constructive, good leadership, good coach-player relationship, how relentless young people can be. I know I feel like they bounce back better than fans or people who cover. <laughs> we hang on to things, but the next one's coming. What do you expect from your team in that way? Yeah, and I do think, you know, having a very short-term memory is important and, and truly trusting the work that you do every day because it's easy to talk about it, but then when an outcome doesn't go your way, then everybody, you know, on, on teams that don't do as well, they splinter or I don't like my job or my role and, and shoot on our group. Like when everybody's playing the way we need everybody to play, we can beat anybody on any night and truly home road doesn't matter. But at the same time, when everybody's not doing that job to the way we need it, you know, we're susceptible to being beat. So um, I'd say more than anything, uh, our guys right now in this time, it's it's not about, you know, even what just happened. It's it's more about they'll move on quick. Like you said, they they have a short-term memory, probably short more short-term than we all do. Doesn't mean the loss didn't hurt them. Doesn't mean it didn't sting. Doesn't mean there wasn't a lot of emotion in that locker room last night. And doesn't mean it didn't carry over. But what it does mean is they know the opportunity that's in front of them. And, and as you mentioned, even though that – you know, with the SEC Challenge, that's a unique dynamic right in the middle of league play. Um, this does give us the opportunity to get some of that necessary rest. It does give us the opportunity to get our bodies healthier and and uh, and get back to work and do what we need to do. So I was uh, talking to a friend off the ledge today, and um, which I have to do anytime we get beat in any sport. So don't feel like you're. This is just exclusive to you. But I said to him. Hey, if I would have told you one month ago today as we're getting ready to play Baylor in our Big 12 opener, you're not going to have Jazz Coons for the entire month of, of January. You're going to be 6-3 and three in Big 12 conference play, and you're going to have played nine conference games, five of them on the road, and you're going to be sitting there at 6-3 and three, right in the thick of the race. Would you have signed up for that? And he said, well, yeah. <laughs> like, well, okay then. Yeah. Off the ledge he is. But, I mean, you're in a, you're in a great spot. And, we are. You know, you, there's there's a, a tremendous amount of season left. You're halfway through this great race, and uh, you're right there in the middle of it. Look, it's human nature to know that last night, um, I mean, I've done this for almost 20 years at this level, not been part of one quite like that, right? Right. So there's, it's the human nature to be like, we had that one. Right. And at the same time, 
Uh, we could have went down there. It could have been tie at halftime. We could have played a tie game to the wire. They could have hit a three at the buzzer in overtime to beat us. And we could have said, man, we played great and, you know, just didn't come out with the win. And, and winning on the road is, is really challenging. So to your point, like it, it doesn't make it feel any better today. Uh, but we do have to look at the big picture. Uh, we do have to keep uh, focus on the things that we do control moving forward, which any goals that we may have had at the beginning of the season are things we want to accomplish. Everything's still right in front of us. And so it's about getting back to it, getting refocused, using this as a learning opportunity, become, coming back stronger as a result of it. A lot of those guys, uh, and like you mentioned, Jazz has been out for whatever it's been now, five, six weeks. Uh, those guys in that locker room last year, Rob, Caleb, Jazz, Gabe, those guys found a way to dig deep. There was We lost five or seven to start league play. We lost four in a row. We lost three in a row at the end of the year. And you know what everybody says? It was a sweet 16 year. Right? That's so right. That's none of that right. stuff mattered in the end as much yeah. as this game hurts right now. We need to focus on what we can do and will do. Uh, and this game will hurt, but it'll be a distant memory as we move forward. We're visiting with TJ Otzelberger, and we'll come back with more of the Cyclone Coaches Corner, fueled by Renewable Energy Group, right after these messages on the Cyclone Network from Learfield. Sue Cup Manufacturing Company offers decades of quality products from a family-owned business. From our team to your field, a winning combination producing innovative, reliable products, giving you back the quality time for what's most important to you. In a world filled with challenges, Sukup is selling solutions. Visit sukup.com to find your dealer today. Tournament Club of Iowa, designed by golf legend Arnold Palmer. TCI is his only signature course in the state. TCI is a public course that offers a challenging yet enticing experience for golfers of all levels and is now managed by Kaler Golf. Cap off your round with breathtaking views and a delicious meal at the Copper Oak Restaurant. Looking for a unique setting for your wedding, party, or outing? Look no further than TCI. Visit tcofiowa.com to book your tea time today. You probably know that a natural gas leak smells like rotten eggs, but what does a gas leak look or sound like? If you hear a whooshing or hissing sound, see dirt, dust, or water spraying from an area, or you get dizzy or queasy, leave the area immediately, then call 1-800-595-5325 once you're safely away. See midamericanenergy.com for more safety tips. Paid for by the customers of MidAmerican Energy. When you open a crisp, cold Bud Light, you know game day is here. Touchdown! You owe me five bucks. We mean every sound. Enjoy responsibly. 2022 Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Introducing new Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda Variety Pack. You hear that? It's seltzer with the pop of soda, all with zero sugar. Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda, the loudest flavors ever. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda, IRC Beers, St. Louis, Missouri. No matter your lifestyle, there's a Ford for you. Find exclusive offers on the perfect one at your Northland Ford dealers. Like the Ford F-150, designed with new tech to help you work smart and hard. Or the Ford Explorer and Escape, SUVs the whole family can appreciate. Plus the Ford Bronco Sport, built for thrill-seekers and outdoor enthusiasts. Customize your own vehicle by placing a retail order at your Northland Ford dealers today. And thank you for making Ford the best-selling brand in South Dakota. Best-selling brand in South Dakota based on 2021 CY sales. If you thought starting a business took courage, imagine starting over after a fire, damaging storms, or a cyber attack. 
When disaster strikes, business owners count on EMC for fast, experienced claim service. Our countrywide network of local offices ensures we're always ready to answer the call, investigate every claim, explain what's covered, and process payments as quickly as possible. Count on getting back to business when you count on EMC. Welcome back to the Cyclone Coaches Corner, fueled by Renewable Energy Group. Renewable Energy Group, reducing emissions, creating jobs, fueling communities. Our thanks to REG. They're always great hosts out here in uh, Ames, and we really appreciate them. And uh, they have been great hosts for us all year long, football and basketball shows. We're visiting with TJ Altselberger and Rod Botholt from B&G Video Productions here in Ames is our guest co-host. And TJ, what can you tell us about jazz? And, uh, and then also... What kind of an impact will it have on your program when Jazz is able to return? Yeah, so Jazz has his uh, doctor appointment on Wednesday that will learn more about uh, how his hand exactly healed and where it's at and what, um, you know, what he'll be able to do moving forward. Um, certainly a wide range of what that result could be and not going to speculate too far ahead. I'm certainly hopeful that you know, the best case would be he gets fully cleared, which would mean uh, he'd hopefully be available to do some things in practice on Thursday. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, as far as impact, I mean, you know, we're playing him 28 minutes a game. Uh, he's a two-to-one career assist to turnover guy. We really value not turning the ball over. Uh, defensively, probably has as good of an understanding of what we're trying to do as anybody out there. Uh, when he went out, he was leading us in rebounding. Uh, he's a guy that last year, when we made our run in the NCAA tournament, he had countless multiple effort winning plays in key moments, some that don't show up in the stat sheets. So Jazz is someone I've got tremendous confidence in. Uh, I know exactly uh, how he'll impact our team and what he can do. Now there's a physical and a mental part, even though he's been staying in great shape, still different than playing in a, in a game at Hilton in front of 14,500 in, uh, in, a, in a big game. So we'll see how that all fits together. But uh, our intention is... Uh, hopefully the appointment goes great. Hopefully he's able to play on Saturday, and if not Saturday, hopefully not too long down the road. It's the time of year where everybody's a little banged up, got a bumper of bruise somewhere. Uh, we've all been sort of holding our breath and watching Caleb, and, man, it was great to see him back last night. He looked fantastic. How did he react to, to playing that much and, uh, and, uh, and being out there in the heat of the action? You know, I think Caleb has this unab- uh, unbelievable ability to focus and lock in on a moment, and – you know, we saw that against North Carolina. He's had some of these games through his career where he makes five, six, seven, uh, eight, you know, where he, he's really dialed in and kind of in that zone. And you could see last night that he was there. I think sometimes even with guys, it sounds crazy, but like an injury or a sickness, there can be certain things that allow you to really focus more. And, and you could definitely see him mentally, you know, dialed in in that moment and that opportunity. Um, you know, there was one pass he went for, last night that kind of tweaked his back, I think, just a little bit. But for the most part, uh, seemed to be pretty good, and everything checked out good today. So we'll handle practice accordingly with him, whatever Vic Miller, our trainer's uh, suggestions are in his best interest. But uh, we have every reason to believe that he should be you know, good to go come Saturday. It was see what a difference it makes just to have him out there, uh, to have one more guy that can spread the floor and, and handle the basketball, which wasn't a luxury you had against Missouri, certainly, and it, it, it showed. Well, I think in terms of how our team fits together, it's everybody's got a very specific job. And 
couple guys make plays off the bounce. Couple guys really hunt shots and scoring opportunities. Couple guys we look to get the ball on a roll. Other guys we look to get it on a post up or a cut. All those things balance our offense. So when we've been operating at our best, which I thought, you know, Kansas State offensively, I thought we operated really well, especially later in the game. Yesterday for those first 28 minutes, uh, we've had some really bright spots offensively, but it's it's everybody coming together doing what they do at their best. And when you remove one part, it it you know it shakes up that uh, that dynamic. So. Uh, and that gives our guys a lot of confidence to have Caleb out there. I mean, you know, shoot, last night, you know, we put him back in, I think, just just over six minutes to go. Every coach has their own philosophy on how to do that. We're probably a lot more liberal than most and playing guys with two in the first half and putting guys back in earlier. Um, but he was like, get me back in. His team would try get me back in and let's go. You know, so they, they want him out there. Coach, you got a bunch of guys that seem to give you everything they've got every minute they're out there. Last night... Gabe, Gabe gave you everything he had for all 45 minutes. Talk about his effort in particular. I mean, that that's a, an intense game the whole way through, and he was out there for every second of it. Yeah, Gabe, is he certainly prepared himself physically and mentally uh, to be able to play heavy minutes. And as we've had, you know, whether it was Caleb being out or even Jazz, and we've needed to continue to have some skill shooting uh, on the floor as well as what Gabe does defensively. He's probably like the most underrated defensive player I keep telling, you know, when we have, you know, media covers our game, like he he sets the tone for our defensive identity, and he did it last year too. And so as we've had our teams that have been, uh, you know, highly uh, thought of on the defensive side, it starts with the job Gabe does. And for him to be able to do that for 45 minutes on the road in that level of intensity, is it really speaks volumes of not only how well conditioned he is physically, uh, but mentally how strong and tough he is and how much he really wants it for our program, his teammates, and um, it says a lot about Gabe. What makes him such a great defender? So first thing is he takes uh, a personal challenge really well. He always wants the other team's best player. And some games that's a six-foot fast guy. Sometimes it's a six-eight guy who makes plays off the dribble. Some games it's a six-four guy who's built like a fullback. Uh, it doesn't really matter. He wants that challenge. So number one, I think, is mentality, mindset. Number two, he has unbelievable feet defensively. He's a tremendous anticipatory defender. He's right in front of you, and he's a step ahead of you. He never really gets too far in your body, but he's always just like right there. It's kind of annoying. You know he's not going to go away, and he's he focuses on being in that moment. How we defend when you're on the weak side, so that's the on the bubble. But when you're on the weak side, we don't necessarily have a man. We, we have rotations that we play. His ability to see that rotation and get to a closeout as the ball is in the air, beating the ball essentially to his man, he's phenomenal at that. And then the second, the last part of that rotation is when someone else does that, you know, kind of covering up, taking the other guy, becoming the goalie, and being willing to step up and take a charge, which he leads our team in as well. So when you look all the way across the board, it's, it's the charges, it's the, the reading on the weak side. It's the challenge. And then it's he has unbelievable feet and quickness to just anticipate plays. Is there a way to quantify what that means to the rest of your team? Because when you've got a guy who's willing to do that and does it on every possession, that has to impact the rest of your guys. It does. And it, it sets a tone. They can see every day what it looks like in practice. They see, um, you know, when he's taking charges and when he's taking on these challenges, uh, it gives them even more confidence and belief because, 
you know, when you're attacking like, hey, I want the best guy and I'm going to shut him down, it sets a tone for everybody else. So, uh, like I said, he doesn't get nearly the credit he deserves. You know, when they look at these analytic things, uh, they look more at like, do you foul? Well, he fouls a little more because he's got to do a lot. So, this guys all foul. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just part of your deal. Yes. No, we do. And uh, so, so it's the fouls. It's he doesn't gamble, so right. he doesn't get a ton of steals. Uh, he still gets them, but he doesn't get as many as some. But he doesn't put our defense at a disadvantage or under duress because he's taking unnecessary risks. So uh, I, I think he's become. Um, I'm so proud of Gabe. Just everything he's done, all the work he's done, and how well he's playing. It's it's really cool. We're visiting with T.J. Otzelberger, and we'll come back with more of the Cyclone Coaches Corner, fueled by Renewable Energy Group, right after these messages on the Cyclone Network from Learfield. Wherever people work, live, or play, there is a plumber and steam fitter who made it possible. In today's business climate, you need partners you can trust, partners that care about your company and your customers. Partners like the Plumbers and Steam Fitters, Local Union 33. Local Union 33 finds the right people, trains them exceptionally well, and supplies a qualified workforce, whether you need general or specialized skills. For more information, log on to UALocal33.org. Two teams, one goal. Renewable Energy Group and Iowa State University have partnered to bring sustainable solutions to improving air quality and reducing carbon emissions on the campus of Iowa State University. Through the use of clean fuel produced at Renewable Energy Group's biorefineries in Newton and Mason City, Iowa, students can breathe easier knowing that two teams are working together in creating a cleaner, more sustainable campus. Cup Manufacturing Company offers decades of quality products from a family-owned business. From our team to your field, a winning combination producing innovative, reliable products, giving you back the quality time for what's most important to you. In a world filled with challenges, Sukup is selling solutions. Visit sukup.com to find your dealer today. When you open a crisp, cold Bud Light, you know game day is here. Touchdown! You owe me five bucks. We mean every sound. Enjoy responsibly. 2022 Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Introducing new Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda Variety Pack. You hear that? It's seltzer with the pop of soda, all with zero sugar. Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda, the loudest flavors ever. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda, IRC Beers, St. Louis, Missouri. No matter your lifestyle, there's a Ford for you. Find exclusive offers on the perfect one at your Northland Ford dealers. Like the Ford F-150, designed with new tech to help you work smart and hard. Or the Ford Explorer and Escape, SUVs the whole family can appreciate. Plus the Ford Bronco Sport, built for thrill seekers and outdoor enthusiasts. Customize your own vehicle by placing a retail order at your Northland Ford dealers today. And thank you for making Ford the best-selling brand in South Dakota. Best-selling brand in South Dakota based on 2021 CY sales. Businesses like yours count on EMC insurance companies for protection with the standard coverage they need. But EMC agents go further, tailoring coverages with the specialized products and services every unique company requires, including yours. EMC has insurance solutions for nearly 500 types of businesses. So whatever your specialty is, count on EMC to protect it. Visit emcins.com to find your local agent. 
Welcome back to the Cyclone Coaches Corner, fueled by Renewable Energy Group. Renewable Energy Group and Iowa State University playing for a lower carbon, more sustainable community together. We're visiting with T.J. Otzelberger, and we're going to have Kevin Dresser along a little bit later in the show. Rod Botholt of B&G Video Productions here in Ames is our guest co-host. And Latham High Tech Seed, Stellar Industries, and the Premier Chevy dealers are raising money for every free throw made by the Cyclones. Proceeds benefit the American Cancer Society and Coaches versus Cancer. Latham High Tech Seed, Stellar Industries, and the Premier Chevy dealers are cheering on the Cyclones from the free throw line and helping to raise cancer awareness across the state. Um, Coach Kantz is coming in on Saturday morning, and I didn't look today to see if any students are already in line, but I'm not going to be surprised if they are. But, man, that's always one of the truly special environments in college basketball when when I was taking Kansas are both good and the games in Hilton Coliseum and I don't know how you can top that now it's pretty cool uh, atmosphere exciting game everybody looks forward to it's awesome from my vantage point that when you pull in to Hilton and you see all the students um, you know lined up circling around uh, gets you you know gets you even more fired up than you already are and uh, been part of some really awesome atmospheres with with this specific game and Really looking forward to this opportunity on Saturday. Coach, uh, Coach Finley often says, uh, if you want to gauge how things are going, ask yourself, are we playing big games in February? And you're going to start out February with a bang with Kansas. How, how does it feel to you as your team moves into that second half of the season with so much still in front of you? Yeah, I think more than anything, that's a, a valid point of just, here's what we've accomplished, here's what's in front of us, and now we need to you know, continue to get better. We have to get healthy get better, uh, continuing to improve in some of the areas that uh, we've, we've emphasized and put some focus on. And, um, and then you have this, this game that certainly I know our guys are excited, everybody's excited about. So as, as much as this morning when we all got up didn't feel great, uh, I know how everybody could feel uh, at about 1 o'clock on Saturday afternoon, how that can be. So we need to keep our focus on what's in front of us, what we can control, and uh, get ready to play a great game on Saturday. I watched them play Kentucky, which Kentucky had started to really play well and was right on the cusp of getting back into the top 25, and, and Kansas went in there and handled business on the road. It was a really impressive win. Uh, it seems like every January, and, man, we've talked about, Eric Heff's talked to you about, too, man, how are you going to overcome it if you get into a little two-game, three-game skid within the, the schedule? And it's going to happen to just about everybody. We saw Kansas overcome it. We saw Baylor overcome it. Um, and right now, Iowa State's lost two in a row. So, um, but man, if you have the mental fortitude to fight back, and, and I was going to start to say, Kansas seems like every year they'll lose two out of three in January. Everybody will write them off. This is and the then, year. <laughs> and then, man, he figures it out, and off they go. Well, I think that's you know, there's a lot of pride in their program, and that's something that's important to me and important to us that we have is that you know, it's it's more than the X's and O's. It's more than making a shot, missing a shot. It's you just have such a level of pride in that program. Those who have come before you, uh, those who uh, hold it in as high regard as you do, and and just doing everything you can to to make sure that you get the win. I mean, there's there's so many things. You know, people say little things, but all those things add up. There's so many plays that, that go into being successful. And, um, you know, regardless of what happens in their game tonight, we know that Saturday uh, it's going to be a hard-fought battle uh, on both sides. And, you know, at the end of it, I'll go back to when we're the aggressor, you know, we've been highly successful. Fortunate that we've done a terrific job of that at Hilton, uh, and for the most part, for 40 minutes, and even you know against some other formidable league opponents up to this point. So uh, we just got to get our mind right on doing that job on Saturday. As I hear you talk, it's kind of 
that jumps out at me that like there's a little psychology in every day, isn't there? I mean, you're either trying to help pick your guys up and get them back to where they were before a two-game losing streak or they've won three in a row and you don't want them to be too high on themselves and be ready. I mean, you're, you're sort of – there's a mental approach to every single day, isn't there? Yeah, shoot, and every single game, I'll tell you, even last night, I'm not too proud to say there's a time and a timeout where, you know, you kind of lose it. There's a time and a timeout where you're kind of giving them a hug. There's a time and a timeout where you're challenging them. We're better than this. There's a time and a timeout where you're reminding them these are the things we do every day, and you're continuing to try to push the right buttons to just ignite, you know, everybody like, got it. That's what we need to do right here. And so no different uh, day to day. And as you get ready for games, there's, you know, every game in the Big 12 is a big game, you know, and every anybody can beat anybody, and we've seen that across the board. So I think, you know, to me right now, it's before we even worry about who we're playing we need to realize, you know, and look at, we need to get healthy, right? So the guys need this day to just kind of, you know, now we need to, when we, we have a captive audience tomorrow, everybody's rested, we need to study the film and we need to understand, here's the things that we need to do, here's the things that put us in challenging spots. And now that we know that and we have that wisdom, now we wake up tomorrow, we get ready, and we're going to be at our best. But as you said, there's, there's a lot of psychology, and you still have to look at big picture, long game, team over the course of the season you know is Caleb in out Jazz is integrating back Trey King's eligible like there's all these other factors that you've got to be playing into it and how does that affect your chemistry how does it affect you know how your team moves forward but they're all important factors we need to pause here for 10 seconds to allow our stations to identify themselves this is the Cyclone Network from Learfield So, Coach, I think I've told you this before, and uh, uh, you've worked for uh, Greg McDermott and Fred Hoiberg and Steve Prohm at Iowa State, and now you've got your own identity as a head coach. But the head coach at Iowa State you remind me most of is Tim Floyd, who we just talked about all the everything has a purpose and a meaning, and he was very much that way too. And another thing, a similarity, is that Tim Floyd always said to his players, you're not going to react to an official's calls. I'll take care of the officials. You just play the game. You move on to the next play. And I noticed that with your guys, too. They don't, they're not demonstrative. I know. And you look around at college basketball, and a lot of guys on a lot of teams are. Uh, and I'm not going to name names, but, uh, you know, a lot, and a few announcers are, are too. Um, but, but just tell me your philosophy behind saying, hey, let me, or is it your philosophy to say, let me deal with the officials? Well, first, I um, had a really good conversation with Coach Floyd last week. He called after the Kansas State game, and, you know, he's been somebody that's been a great resource for me and a lot of respect for, for him as a coach and the things that he did here and someone, um, you know, that's it's great to hear from him and, and have that relationship. Uh, flattering to hear you say that. I do think with Coach Floyd, the parallels certainly come down to, you know, the defense and being disruptive and, you know, being the aggressor and, and that sort of thing. And, and some of the same lessons when it comes down to discipline, accountability. And then, as you mentioned, like not reacting. Like to me, um, if you're reacting, you haven't moved on to get ready to be, you know, at your best on the next play, number one. Second, I think, you know, the officials are human beings, too. And we want to make sure that, um, you know, when you show them up, there's there's going to be calls through the course of the game that they could probably be right on either side of that are a 50-50 call. And I think, you know, it benefits you from a competitive standpoint to do it that way. But I think we look at it more from we want to be mentally focused. We want to be on to the next thing. 
we want to demonstrate mental toughness in, in moments of adversity. And then, as you mentioned, I think for me, you know, when we talked about the how we handle officials, you know, earlier, um, you know, I, I think it's the same thing. Like, I felt like I was uh, earlier in, in my coaching career, I uh, was probably a little bit too reactive, probably, you know, complained too much and things like that. And I think sometimes fans think, well, the more you complain, the more calls you get. And I'd probably argue the opposite of that. I'd say the, the more annoying you are to them, the more annoying they're probably going to be to you. <laughs> it doesn't mean there's not a time to pick your fight. And right. it doesn't mm-hmm. mean, and it also doesn't mean picking your fight it doesn't need to be stomping your foot, ranting and raving and screaming. You know, there's a lot of times they're standing right in front of you and you can say, hey, look, this play continues to happen. I'm, I'm respecting you and how I'm doing this. And, and I need you to respect the fact of what our guys do every day. They deserve that call. They're earning that call. Please tell me you're going to give me that call when they earn it. And they'll always say, Coach, we respect how you handle it. Absolutely. And so uh, we've decided that's how we run our program. We're proud of how we do that. We're proud of how our guys handle themselves. And, and we're going to continue to do it just that way. I feel like we've we've seen that. We've seen you courtside talking to an official during a free throw or maybe on the backside of the huddle as a timeout just begins. And it literally, I feel like it is a conversation like that. That seems very genuine to what we see. Well, and I think from from my vantage point, you know, what you're really asking of them is, you know, to respect your your program, your team, how you do things. And I think it'd be very contradictory if you're, like, if you're just yelling in their face or, you know, look, there's we all know, like, you can get the fans into it or the crowd. Into it. And there, look, there's maybe there's a time for that. But at the same time, as you're doing that, the official is going to be saying to you, now, do you want to have a conversation where I listen or are you going to be about the antics? You do the antics, I'm going to walk right over here. Mm-hmm. This conversation's over. And so then I think it puts you at a disservice because maybe there's something that you feel like's happening in the game on a block charge where your guy's getting there early and they need to look at it differently. Um, maybe there's a hand check or, you know, who knows what it is, a legal screen, something you think that's happening. And I think when you handle it through a conversation and you pick your spots, I feel like they really listen. And from my experience, they're trying to, they're going to look for it and try to get that right and then share it with the other officials. When you're doing this on the sideline and all the gestures and things, they tend to stay away from you. Uh, and I, I still believe like the human element of this thing is there's probably three calls each official has in a game that they can go, go on either side of it. And buddies that are officials are like, there's three every game and we know exactly the one it is. And there's the mental psyche of it's going against you or for you. And they, they know right in the moment, you know, so I think, you know, we're highly competitive. So we're, we're into the discipline and accountability, but I also think it, it gives us the best chance to win the most games. So tell me how that style of communication that you use there, where you don't want your message to fall on deaf ears because it's just overwhelmingly constant do you, do you take some similarities in your approach to your players? I mean, how, how do you handle making sure that your message doesn't get tuned out by your players? Yeah, well, I think, you know, overall, you're always leading by example. And I think the, the greatest form of leadership is your actions. So if you're living out the things that you're demanding, I tell our guys all the time, there's no one more accountable in our program than me, and I'm accountable to them. So I need to lead in the same way that I'm asking, you know, them to do things. And then, you know, look, there is – um, we use a lot of film and teaching. And when you watch guys, players all the time will think like, well, if, did I come out because I made one mistake? And I can tell you I've never taken any player out for making one mistake for any reason. In fact, the greatest uh, skill to me for any player is make a, mistake, make a mistake 
and immediately correct it, right? Mm -hmm. I turned it over, but I sprinted back. I took a charge. Like, to me, that's the most awesome thing, not just in sports or basketball, but in life, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're all going to make a mistake. But Mm -hmm. then do you have the integrity and the character to give everything you have to do the right thing immediately after it and not responding? So we use a lot of examples to teach from other sports, other teams, real world, everything that we can, because if there's anything that I think is a valuable skill, it's getting knocked down and getting back up stronger or the old adage we've all, you know, it's not what happens to you. It's how you respond to it. Man, we try to live those things out every single day. So I would imagine then that leadership that you model is how these guys lead each other then too. I mean, if, if there's a problem or somebody missed an assignment, I'm guessing they deal with each other in that same respectful way that they see you do. They do. And you don't see a lot of guys, you know, you'll see on teams where a guy throws a pass and another guy, he thought he was going to cut and two guys do the palms up thing. Like we're, we're not real big fans of that gesture. It's uh, <laughs> not really a time on the basketball court where you ever should have your hands in this way. So I don't know why you'd ever do that so it's important that i think in coaching there's times when you say man we have these great leaders who have been in our program for a long period of time we've certainly had runs of those guys the edgems the niangs the monte morris matt thomas naslong that whole era of guys man they were all natural leaders and right now uh, we've got four guys that were with us into their second year uh, but the best way, the best form of leadership is not only myself, our coaching staff, but then when you watch the Gabe Kelshers and, and the Jazz and the Robs and the guys who have been here, and they're kind of setting the tone. That This is how we communicate here. This is how we talk to each other here. This is what we say in the huddle here. It's really cool. All right, so know that your answer is going to be, all I'm concerned about is Kansas. But uh, as you... Uh, get up in the morning and start thinking about your basketball team. And I know this is like at four o'clock in the morning for you, but are you a guy that goes and checks, Hey, what are we on Ken Palm today? What are we on NET? Uh, Where do they have us on the AP poll? Does any of that stuff matter to you at all? Whatever the opposite of checking all that would be is what I would do. Uh, I have no idea. I just know this, that each game we need to win one at a time. I'm at my best when I'm just focused on, What do we need to do to have a great practice today? What do we need to do to have a great team meeting today? What do I need to do as I interact with individual players throughout the day to to fill up their bucket, to to get them to understand a point or to play to their best or to feel that trust with me? Um, And so those things, all those numbers are great. They entertain, you know, everybody else. um, You know, I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on any social media. I I just think it's everything on there is – you know, it's put out by uh, by people, and, and I think it's for entertainment. It doesn't entertain me. Um, I know at the end of the day what the job is that we need to do, so uh, we don't spend any time on it. And like I said, I mean, even imagine, I, I hate to talk about last year, but if we did it last year, it'd be like, now we just lost five or seven. Now the sky's falling. Now we won a couple. Now we're on top of the world. Yes. Now we lost four in a row. Now the sky is falling. Like yeah. That's not a very good way to live. And as, as much as today, getting back late and everything, toughest loss ever had in my coaching career. You know, toughest loss last night. Um, at the same time, none of that stuff matters. Like Let's come out and do everything we can to prepare and be at our best for Saturday and win that game. Whatever those numbers say, it's going to say pretty good at that point. So you might not be on social media, but you know exactly what's going on on social media. I can tell you your, your assessment's exactly right. Boy, it's uh, it's reactive for sure. But um, 
What about for your players? I mean, do you tell them to stay off social media too, or is that up to each guy? Yeah, we encourage them to do that. I understand their generation. They, you know, they whether it's the Snapchats and you know the Instagram, all the ways they communicate, um, TikTok. I know that's part of their, you know, what they come up with. I I do pick times. It's probably multiple times throughout the course of a day where you know our guys will be in the locker room after practice, and I'll just go in there and hang out, and you'll see like. 10 of them right on their phone. You're like, all right, are you guys just texting each other? Like, what are, you, what are we look? And it's almost like this. All right, I just went through practice for two hours. I need my phone. You know? and, and, then it's, and then we do a team meeting and a film session. We go to dinner, and we're like, hey, everybody at dinner, just be present. And then it's yeah. like, all right, guys, we're leaving for the night. And everyone's like, yeah. okay, good. And so I think our guys are probably relatively better than most. Uh, we do talk about it a lot. I do – uh, I think it's look. It, it brings on so much more stress, yeah. anxiety. Like I, I know this. When I used to go on social media, I remember telling my wife this. I'm like, "Why am I on here? All it makes me want to do is punch people in the face, <laughs> and it's not good to do that. Like, it's not good to make me angry. I don't need to hunt somebody down. I, I don't need to confront anybody. And, and so, like, there's there's no need for it. Like, why would I want to do something? And and that's really what we tell our guys. Why would you want to consistently do something that doesn't make you happy? It doesn't make you play better. It doesn't make you a better person, student, athlete, whatever you're trying to be. I don't see how it does, but yet I get it. I'm I'm probably a little old school in terms of how I look at it because I just I don't I don't think it really matters. It doesn't have a whole lot to do with anything, but. That's just me. It, it is good practice for when your kids get just a little older, though. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I shoot, it's, I see some of our neighbors and things. My mm-hmm. twins are eight and my daughter's five, and I'm sure we're not far away from them wanting a phone. And <laughs> they got their little watch thing my son does right now that he likes to take. And yeah. I, I know that that's going to turn into, well, when do I get a phone? So, yeah, yeah I uh, – I don't know. Whenever that day gets here, right? Yes. Good luck with that, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, your approach is good. I think I'll just delete my account right now. In fact, and uh, no, that is that's a that that makes sense. I think a lot of the a lot of uh, wasted energy uh, takes place, especially today uh, with social media. And Fred was ahead of his time when he said it's going to (laughs) be. Yeah. The, the society's doomed because of social media. Uh, we thought he was just kidding, but I think Fred was right. <laughs> no, and I, look, my son was what just turned three, and was when I got off, whatever it was, like five years ago, and he uh, he said, "Listen, was it listen to me with your eyes or something? Dad, are you listening to me?" And I was like going through Twitter doing one of these deals, yeah. and my three-year-old son said that. And I'm like, "That's it. I'm yeah, done. I'm yeah, not. He's not going to ever." say that again. Be I'm where not, you are. I'm not going <laughs> to ever be that guy. So. That's awesome. Cool. Well, it was fun to visit with you, Coach, and uh, we'll let you go home and check your mentions, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and we'll see you again next week. But, uh, no, see you on uh, Saturday, and looking forward to a great game at Hilton Coliseum. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks so much for being here. And T.J. Altsberger, our first guest, we're going to come back with Kevin Dresser uh, on the Cyclone Coaches Corner, fueled by Renewable Energy Group, after these messages on the Cyclone Network from Learfield. Two teams, one goal. Renewable Energy Group and Iowa State University have partnered to bring sustainable solutions to improving air quality and reducing carbon emissions on the campus of Iowa State University. Through the use of clean fuel produced at Renewable Energy Group's biorefineries in Newton and Mason City, Iowa, students can breathe easier knowing that two teams are working together in creating a cleaner, more sustainable campus. 
Hey everyone, I'm Mark Wahlberg, and I have some exciting news to share. At Wahlburgers, we are all about bringing the family together to enjoy a great meal and have a great time. That's why right now, for a limited time, kids eat free every day at all Hy-Vee Wahlburger locations. Kids 12 and under can enjoy one free kids meal with any purchase of an adult burger, sandwich, or entree salad. Bring the family to Wahlburgers and the Wahlburgers and Hy-Vee stores, where right now, kids can eat free. Tournament Club of Iowa, designed by golf legend Arnold Palmer. TCI is his only signature course in the state. TCI is a public course that offers a challenging yet enticing experience for golfers of all levels and is now managed by Kaler Golf. Cap off your round with breathtaking views and a delicious meal at the Copper Oak Restaurant. Looking for a unique setting for your wedding, party, or outing? Look no further than TCI. Visit tcofiowa.com to book your tea time today. No matter your lifestyle, there's a Ford for you. Find exclusive offers on the perfect one at your Northland Ford dealers. Like the Ford F-150, designed with new tech to help you work smart and hard. Or the Ford Explorer and Escape, SUVs the whole family can appreciate. Plus the Ford Bronco Sport, built for thrill-seekers and outdoor enthusiasts. Customize your own vehicle by placing a retail order at your Northland Ford dealers today. And thank you for making Ford the best-selling brand in South Dakota. Best-selling brand in South Dakota based on 2021 CY sales. Wherever people work, live, or play, there is a plumber and steam fitter who made it possible. In today's business climate, you need partners you can trust. Partners that care about your company and your customers. Partners like the plumbers and steam fitters, Local Union 33. Local Union 33 finds the right people, trains them exceptionally well, and supplies a qualified workforce, whether you need general or specialized skills. For more information, log on to UALocal33.org. Two Cup Manufacturing Company offers decades of quality products from a family-owned business. From our team to your field, a winning combination producing innovative, reliable products, giving you back the quality time for what's most important to you. In a world filled with challenges, Sukup is selling solutions. Visit sukup.com to find your dealer today. Welcome back to the Cyclone Coaches Corner. From Iowa Farm Fields to Jack Trice Stadium, Renewable Energy Group has a play in supporting agriculture and creating a cleaner, more sustainable environment. Our thanks to T.J. Otzelberger, who joined us in the first part of the show. And right now we are joined by Kevin Dresser. We're going to get Coach Fenley on again next week. Uh, Coach Fenley's on the road at Kansas State. We wish them well tomorrow night. But, uh, Coach, great to have you here. And, man, you're wearing a... A good-looking hat there. I just got a T.J. Otzelberger hat in the lobby. I found one in a box. <laughs> What's one of those worth? I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we, we could do that eBay thing or whatever they call it. Or, yeah. A little Farm Bureau Financial Farm Services Bureau hat. They're going to be our game sponsor on uh, on Saturday against Kansas, and they're going to throw out a few autographed T.J. hats. And uh, you got the very first one, so you got to feel honored. Yeah, we had we did a uh, best 50 push-ups, and I won. He, he lost the hat. That, that, yeah, <laughs> Not so. surprised. Well, your team's doing great, Coach. you got to be uh, really pleased right now. Yeah, we've had a good, um, good dual meet season up to this point, and um, – you know, we go on the road this week, and you, you don't get a lot of time off, but I like it. We're kind of grinding until we get – I think we're about uh, six weeks, I think, from today we leave for our NCAA championship. So it's it's coming coming fast, and we've got a really tough stretch here. We've got West Virginia and Pitt both this weekend. Um, 
And then we've got uh, you and I in Illinois the next weekend, and then we've got Missouri, and I think everybody, but maybe one of those is ranked in the top 25 right now. So we've got a we've got our work cut out for us. But I like it. It kind of gives us a, gives us a feel for what the postseason is going to be like because you know obviously when you get to the NCAA tournament, there's only the top 33 guys in the nation left. So it's a, it's going to give us a good feel. So but but we've done really well. We've been a little banged up and injured. Um, and so, and so be, being able to do this, being a little banged up, uh, we've, we've been fortunate. Somebody new has kind of stepped up every time and helped us. Since you came in, I think a couple, three times you've said we're grinding. And that's that. I know that's that's the mentality of wrestling in general. But you, as you enter the month of February, talk about what that means, what you see as a coach, and how you're helping your guys through this next month to, to the moments where that really matter most when, it talk, when you talk about gauging a season. The end of January and the first part of February is is really where you kind of grind it out. And, you know, these guys have all been wrestling. We competed the first weekend in November down in Florida and had three dual meets the first Saturday in, in November. So think about that. We've had we've been at, we've been getting it for a while. So this is when you really as a coach have to really struggle to keep your guys motivated and up. And um, and that's that's not an easy thing to do and keep them healthy and all that kind of stuff. So. You get through this February, and we get two weeks off before we go to our Big 12 championships uh, in early March, and then you got to be at your best, you know. So you really don't want to peak yet. You don't want to lose yet, but you don't want to peak yet either. You want to try to peak them when when you got to peak them. Big wins over Oklahoma and Oklahoma State over the weekend, and uh, you mentioned guys stepping up. Caleb Feasley uh, goes on and gets his first uh, dual victory at, at a perfect time uh, against yeah. Oklahoma State. What a great way to get you going there. Well, Caleb's a great story. He's a center point Iowa kid. Uh, he walked on. I think he was a one-time single-A state champ. And, uh, you know, a lot of times you see wrestlers and they come in young and they're kind of imposing figures, you know. Well, Caleb was 127 pounds dripping wet and he didn't look like a wrestler. Um, um, but he's gotten better every day since he's been in there. He, he was kind of a recruited walk-on for us. Uh, and the kid just comes every day. I think he's in his fourth year. You never know what year these kids are with COVID. That means he's probably got seven left. Who knows? But um, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, he's he's somewhere between a sophomore and a senior. We're trying to figure that out. But it's in his fourth year at Iowa State, and he just keeps working harder. And I tell our guys all the time, you know, you never know when you're going to get the call. You never know when somebody goes down. Uh, and, is, and, you know, we, we've lost our first team and our second team, 125-pounders. Kyson Terakina was ranked fifth in the nation. He tore his labrum and in early December had already had surgery, so he's out. Uh, his backup, another Hawaii kid, Corey Kabanban, wins two big dual meets for us right at Christmas and tears his foot, ligaments in his foot. He's out for two months, and all of a sudden Caleb Beasley's next. And uh, to step in in a big-time dual meet against Oklahoma State, which who I don't think we've beat in Hilton since 2009, uh, and win a match that helped us win that dual meet, is a great story. It's a great story. Uh, uh, and um, I can tell you, Caleb's a really quiet kid, super smart kid. Um, but everybody in our team respects that guy a lot. Talk a little bit about the mentality it takes for a wrestler who's not in that lineup, uh, maybe most of the time, to be ready for when he might be in that lineup. What does that take? It takes a lot of discipline, mostly. Because you know, in our sport, we have that extra factor of, of keeping your weight down. And so you've got to live close to your weight when you're not even the guy. And, and you could maybe do that in November, but, you know, when you're on, not like any of these guys are missing meals, but they're not eating like anybody else on campus. Hmm. And so they've got to keep that disciplined diet seven days a week for four months and maybe maybe get in there. 
Um, and, and he's one of those guys that's always right there where he needs to be. I mean, he, he probably, you know, has 125 pounder. He probably lives close to 140 pounds in the offseason, which isn't unusual for our sport. Mm-hmm. And then our guys lean out as, as we get closer to compete. So he's kept his weight within four or five pounds all the time. So he's always within striking distance. Uh, he just got tremendous discipline. Um, and, you know, we threw him out there a couple times early in the year, and he just wasn't ready for it. Um, I remember we threw him out there way the first weekend in November. I threw him out there one one match as the varsity guy, and within a minute he was completely exhausted. It looked like he was going to tip over and die um, just from the pressure of being the guy because, you know, in our sport we can't pass the ball. You know, we can't time out. <laughs> when they shake hands, you got to go, and, and you got seven minutes and some dude's trying to choke your lights out, you know, and that's what happened to Caleb. He just wasn't ready for that. And, you know, he made those adjustments, and now he gets out in front of a big crowd at Hilton, and he's not even flustered. It's, it's cool awesome. to see. How were the crowds for those two weeks? I think we had 5,000, 6,000 okay. for, for those. Probably a little less on Friday night and more. I think probably the weather, you know, we, were, we probably normally would have got eight. And then this guy named Brock Purdy was playing. He probably didn't. <laughs> didn't sure he had a lot it. of people. So we're going to have to work yeah. with the 49ers schedule next year. We'll definitely get on that yeah. for sure. We're visiting with Kevin Dresser, and uh, we're going to come back with more of the Cyclone Coaches Corner, fueled by Renewable Energy Group, after these messages on the Cyclone Network from Learfield. Two teams, one goal. Renewable Energy Group and Iowa State University have partnered to bring sustainable solutions to improving air quality and reducing carbon emissions on the campus of Iowa State University. Through the use of clean fuel produced at Renewable Energy Group's biorefineries in Newton and Mason City, Iowa, students can breathe easier knowing that two teams are working together in creating a cleaner, more sustainable campus. When you open a crisp, cold Bud Light, you know game day is here. Touchdown! You owe me five bucks. We mean every sound. Enjoy responsibly. 2022 Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Introducing new Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda Variety Pack. You hear that? It's seltzer with the pop of soda, all with zero sugar. Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda, the loudest flavors ever. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda, IRC Beers, St. Louis, Missouri. Tournament Club of Iowa, designed by golf legend Arnold Palmer. TCI is his only signature course in the state. TCI is a public course that offers a challenging yet enticing experience for golfers of all levels and is now managed by Kaler Golf. Cap off your round with breathtaking views and a delicious meal at the Copper Oak Restaurant. Looking for a unique setting for your wedding, party, or outing? Look no further than TCI. Visit tcofiowa.com to book your tea time today. Hey everyone, I'm Mark Wahlberg and I have some exciting news to share. At Wahlburgers, we are all about bringing the family together to enjoy a great meal and have a great time. That's why right now, for a limited time, kids eat free every day at all Hy-Vee Wahlburger locations. Kids 12 and under can enjoy one free kid's meal with any purchase of an adult burger, sandwich, or entree salad. Bring the family to Wahlburgers and the Wahlburgers and Hy-Vee stores where right now, kids can eat free. Wherever people work, live, or play, there is a plumber and steam fitter who made it possible. In today's business climate, you need partners you can trust. Partners that care about your company and your customers. Partners like the Plumbers and Steam Fitters, Local Union 33. Local Union 33 finds the right people, trains them exceptionally well, and supplies a qualified workforce, whether you need general or specialized skills. For more information, log on to UALocal33.org. 
Sukup Manufacturing Company offers decades of quality products from a family-owned business. From our team to your field, a winning combination producing innovative, reliable products, giving you back the quality time for what's most important to you. In a world filled with challenges, Sukup is selling solutions. Visit sukup.com to find your dealer today. Welcome back to the Cyclone Coaches Corner. Iowa State University is living cardinal gold and green through their partnership with Renewable Energy Group and bringing lower carbon fuel solutions to campus. Our thanks to T.J. Altzelberger, who joined us earlier in the show. Right now we're visiting with Kevin Dresser and Rod Botholt of B&G Video Productions here in Ames is our guest co-host. Rod produces all our coaches' shows for us. And a reminder that the Iowa Corn Cyhawk Series is all about celebrating our student-athletes as well as our state's corn farmers, just like the Cyclones and Hawkeyes work hard all year to get ready for the season ahead, so do Iowa's corn farmers. Growing a crop used in over 4,000 products, it's a win for all Iowans. Not to harp too much on 125, Coach, but you you mentioned Bon Bon's injury. What's his status? I mean, is he a guy you can get back before March or not? Yeah, he'll be back before March. Um, okay. He's just uh, cleared... Uh, you know, he was in a boot until last week, and so he's out of the boot, and we'll get him back on the mat in a couple of weeks and see how he feels. And so, no guarantees there. Um, but, you know, Caleb's kind of uh, established himself as the guy there right now, so we'll probably have to have a wrestle off as we get closer to that event and see who the guy is that takes us to, to the Big 12s. Coach, the, the win over Oklahoma State on Sunday was, was a good one for your team. It was an intense match. I mean, there was an intense atmosphere from start to finish in that one, on the mat, off the edge of the mat. There was there was a little back and forth that sort of made that one feel like a big one. What's it like to be part of a of a match like that, have your crowd get into it, and then your guys respond? Well, it got a little uh, heated there at 141, um, uh, and Coach Smith um, kind of, I think he kind of lost his temper there a little bit, which we all do quite regularly. Um, um, and so... You know, the referees had to sort some stuff out there, and they took a team point from them, and then they took a team point from us, and I think they just wanted to average out one bad call to make another bad call. So uh, at the end of the day, it didn't matter, but uh, it got everybody excited. And, you know, when the coaches get to the table, and it's different in our sport than, you know, in football and basketball. You don't get the two head coaches show up at the, at the table right in the heat of the moment. For some reason, that happens in our sport, so that always adds a little extra flair uh, because there are certain, you know, coaches we don't like quite very well. And there's other coaches we don't mind. So when when you get somebody there that you might not like, uh, it gets it gets the crowd. I think it, I think that helps attendance is what it, what, it, what really happens. But um, said it before. But, um, entertainment. But I love Coach Smith, and he he's a legend. And uh, but he's fiery, you know, he's fiery, and so you got to be ready to fire back. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that match, uh, Younger had had a nice win and um, against another ranked guy and. Uh, Really having a great season. Tell us, tell us about yeah, younger Bastida. You know, he's our guy that came over during COVID uh, from Cuba, and I think he's the first uh, international Cuban student Iowa State's ever had in anything, let alone in athletics. So uh, we were fortunate to to find an in there to get to recruit an international kid, and he just worked out tremendously for us. He's doing great in school. I mean, the kid got here and he hardly spoke any English, and I'm sure you've seen. Maybe I think he was. I think he did the post match interview. Uh, either after Oklahoma or Oklahoma State, I'm not sure. I think it was Oklahoma State. Um, he's so well-spoken. He's so respected uh, around campus. Um, our guys love him, and he can dang wrestle, you know. So he's going to be, you know, he got fifth in the nation as a freshman last year. 
at a very tough weight. 197 is a tough weight. And still figuring out what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. He's still trying. Well, he's kind of figuring out what he's doing. He kind of knows what he's doing. And now, um, every now and then, I got to, you know, get a cattle prod in to get him to go and practice. But he's, he's when he goes and practice, you know, that'll carry over to matches. And um, he's just he's very talented, very talented. You've been doing this long enough to, to see guys develop in the sport, develop their skills, reach their potential, but also the areas you just talked about where they come to college they literally turn their life around or develop their life in a way that wouldn't have been possible without wrestling. What does that mean to you? Well, I think any Division One sport you do is difficult. Obviously, wrestling is one of the hardest ones to pick if you want to pick one. But it's just, you know, that's the cool thing about our job is we, we get these kids to come in at 18 years old and they're, you know, they're boys, young men. Uh, and then they leave in our sport. We keep them five years, just about all of them. And, you know, and then they leave as men. And, and the, the difference between an 18-year-old and a 23-year-old is just phenomenal. And, uh, you know, some of them come in kind of rough. And, uh, you know, some of them come in good students. Some of them come in not-so-good students. <clears throat> um, they've all been brought up differently, so you got to get them all on the same page. And um, that's just what we do. But it, it's really fun to see. One of the most fun parts of my job is to see our kids succeed. You know, not just in, the, in, in, in Hilton and other places, but to see them graduate and do what they do. You know, it's a, a unique pressure, I guess, for every guy. Um, you mentioned, you know, earlier about Feasley and being out there and kind of having the moment hit him. Um, I would think for a kid who grew up in Ames, there's a unique pressure on Marcus Coleman, and it seems like he's handled that really, really well in his career. Well, he's a perfect example of what I just said. You know, Marcus came in, you know, he's always been kind of a quiet kid, Um struggled a lot you know we weren't very good when 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 marcus got to iowa state because that's when we got there marcus's first year was my first year um and so um <clears throat> you know he got in and was the guy right away he redshirted one year and he was a starter and he probably wasn't ready to be the starter and he kind of took took a took some beatings there for for, for the first couple of years but man as he turned it around he's super athletic he's super competitive and i think he just grew up too i think you know you see these kids and you know, nobody's telling them what time to go to bed. Nobody's telling them what to eat, when to eat. <clears throat> nobody's telling them who to hang out with. And you got to figure all that out. Um, and he's such a professional now. You know, he treats wrestling like it's his, he's like a pro athlete. And when you're 18, 19, 20 years old, you usually don't treat it like you're a pro athlete. So we try to get him to be professionals before they leave and just really understand all of the things. But, man, as he dialed in last year and even right now, he's as dialed in as I've ever seen him. That's cool. You you talk about, we talk a lot about when it comes to wrestling. Obviously, it's one on one. It's individual <clears throat> battles. So, what does teamwork and leadership look like on your team? Because guys are competing as individuals. But but what does what does teamwork and uh, and unity look like on your team? Well, obviously, we have a winner and a loser of every dual meet, and then we have a winner and loser winning losing team of the Big Twelves and the NCAA championships. So, you know, we talk about a lot about wrestling for each other and. Um, even though it's an individual sport and, you know, we all got to do our job, you know, and a perfect example is we lost some matches that could have got away from us on, um, on Sunday, but we kept them close. And so we didn't lose as many bonus points. So if you understand the scoring and wrestling, uh, you know, you go out and get pinned or you get, you get technical fall, te technical superiority, you're going to lose a lot of points for your team. Uh, the other team's going to get them. You're not going to get any. Um, and so we have a lot of guys that, are, you know, win, win, win or lose that are battling hard right now. And, and that's what we preach is effort. You know, you got to go out and we're not going to ever chew your tail for uh, losing. But if you go out and you don't give us effort, you might get you might get that. But uh, 
right now we got a great group of guys that come out and just uh, they compete really hard every every way. We're visiting with Kevin Dresser, and we're going to come back with more of the Cyclone Coaches Corner, fueled by Reno- Renewable Energy Group, right after these messages on the Cyclone Network from Learfield. Out of your lifestyle, there's a Ford for you. Find exclusive offers on the perfect one at your Northland Ford dealers. Like the Ford F-150, designed with new tech to help you work smart and hard. Or the Ford Explorer and Escape, SUVs the whole family can appreciate. Plus the Ford Bronco Sport, built for thrill-seekers and outdoor enthusiasts. Customize your own vehicle by placing a retail order at your Northland Ford dealers today. And thank you for making Ford the best-selling brand in South Dakota. Best-selling brand in South Dakota based on 2021 CY sales. Tournament Club of Iowa, designed by golf legend Arnold Palmer. TCI is his only signature course in the state. TCI is a public course that offers a challenging yet enticing experience for golfers of all levels and is now managed by Kaler Golf. Cap off your round with breathtaking views and a delicious meal at the Copper Oak Restaurant. Looking for a unique setting for your wedding, party, or outing? Look no further than TCI. Visit tcofiowa.com to book your tea time today. We all love a good win, catching up with friends, saving money at the pump, soaking up the perfect Iowa day, sitting down to a really, really good meal. These are the everyday delights that make us smile. These are the moments that connect us all as Iowans. And these are the wins that, more often than not, start with Iowa's farm families and the crop they're growing. Because when corn grows Iowa, Iowans win. Learn more about how to share your own wins at iowacorn.org backslash Iowans win. At MidAmerican Energy, we want to help keep you safe around power lines and electrical equipment. Always assume a power line is energized, even if it's on the ground. To avoid the risk of an accidental shock or electrocution, avoid touching a power line with anything. And when you see high voltage warnings on transformers and substations, stay away. We care about you and your safety. Get more tips at midamericanenergy.com. Paid for by the customers of MidAmerican Energy. Is your work environment safe? It can be with help from EMC insurance companies. Use our loss control resources for online driver training, tools to avoid slips, trips, and falls, ways to improve workstation ergonomics, techniques for proper lifting, and so much more. Get safety videos and materials for your employees all at no additional cost when you insure your business with EMC. Learn more at emcins.com. Hey everyone, I'm Mark Wahlberg, and I have some exciting news to share. At Wahlburgers, we are all about bringing the family together to enjoy a great meal and have a great time. That's why right now, for a limited time, kids eat free every day at all Hy-Vee Wahlburger locations. Kids 12 and under can enjoy one free kid's meal with any purchase of an adult burger, sandwich, or entree salad. Bring the family to Wahlburgers and the Wahlburgers and Hy-Vee stores, where right now, kids can eat free. Welcome back to the Cyclone Coaches Corner, fueled by Renewable Energy Group. Renewable Energy Group and Iowa State University playing for a lower carbon, more sustainable community together. Rod Bodholz, our guest co-host tonight, and we're visiting with Kevin Dresser. And uh, our best wishes to Coach Fenley and the Cyclone women. They are playing down at Kansas State tomorrow, so Coach isn't with us this week. By the way, if he uh, wins that game, Coach, it'll be his 750th wow. career win. 
Good for a thirty-nine-year-old man. <laughs> Pretty good number, isn't it? Not bad. Seven hundred fifty. Yeah, that would that would be uh, something. He probably wouldn't want me saying that just now, but uh, there it is. Yeah, hopefully we wish them well down down at Kansas State. Now you mentioned uh, you're going to get on the road here, uh, and, and you're facing West Virginia and Pitt, and then you also have coming up not too far down the road, you and I in Missouri. And I know you're only thinking about West Virginia right now, but let me ask you something about Missouri because David Carr's on a real roll. They got the number one guy. He's number two. And it feels like that collision's coming uh, maybe the first of two, three possible Possibly times. Could be, yeah, yeah, they could be, you know. So we our last dual meet of the year, um, and it potentially could come down. That, that dual meet last year came down to who was going to win the Big 12, and we won, all right? And this year it's probably – it could. It could come down to the who's going to win the Big 12 uh, dual meet season. Um, so that will be a big one. And then on top of it, you got David and uh, Keegan O'Toole uh, with number one and number two in the nation wrestling. So uh, you got the defending 165-pound national champ. And then 2021, David was the 157-pound national champ. So you got two national champs going at it. And so that's going to be a dandy. I know David's looking forward to it. We're looking forward to it, but obviously it's a tough opponent. Tell us how he's. Uh, I mean, he's been on a real roll here. Uh, tell us how he's how he's been competing. Oh, he's been doing great. You know, he's up up a weight, um, and he likes being up at 165, 157 was work for him. And David likes candy. He likes to eat a lot of candy, <laughs> and so 157 was really hard for him. We had, we couldn't get him to quit eating. <laughs> Uh, so um, I haven't been able to get to 157, and I like candy. <laughs> yeah. He especially likes gummy bears. I think that's his go-to. Um, but uh, uh, so he's much, you know, he's just he, he doesn't spend those last couple of days before a weigh-in just uh, kind of miserable. Um, versus, you know, he's really come in. He's got a lot of energy all week long. So uh, sometimes your guys get caught between weights, and they got to pick that lower weight. And that's some guys handle that better than others. He didn't handle it bad, but. He didn't like it either, so um, he, he's a much happier camper at 165. He's, uh, I'm sorry, Rob. No, you're good. He's not afraid of competition, obviously, because 165 is not exactly a, oh, 165 an easy weight. And 165 is probably, you know, with a couple couple guys they got at the top there, but it, as far as even depth, it's really a tough weight. 165, and in my opinion, 165 and 197 are the two toughest weight classes in in, the, in Division One wrestling right now. I'm kind of amazed at, at David, as I think a lot of people are, just how he carries himself, how active and how busy he is and how he represents your program in so many ways. Talk about what you've seen over his years here at Iowa State and how he's done those things. Well, he came in kind of mature beyond his years in terms of just being communicate with adults and teachers and people. Um, He's a communications major. Um, He probably wants to get into broadcasting when he's done competing, and he's just really good at it. he just, you know, everywhere he goes, everybody knows him, and he makes a point to to uh, shake hands with everybody and hug everybody, and uh, he's just a great ambassador to our program. Uh, I know that, you know, many many of our coaches at Iowa State try to steal him for recruiting weekends to get in front of uh, recruits and parents just because he's, he's that much of an Iowa State guy. Yeah, I think back to when the uh, dedication was done for the Stark Performance Center. You're talking about – every big money person that has contributed to this great project, which right. has just been an incredible uh, thing for Iowa State University Athletics. And one athlete was going to get up there and speak, and it was David Carr, and he was phenomenal. He had yeah, he killed no it. notes. He yeah. just walked up there and talked from the heart, and, man, he's yeah. awesome. He's awesome. Yeah, that was a power group he had to address there, you know. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't intimidated yeah. by it at yeah, all. How's his dad doing with the announcing? Is he, uh, he's doing great, yeah. We, got, <laughs> we started doing uh, some radio this year for the first time. Yeah. Um, 
I just wanted to add a feature where um, when dual meets got over, they could talk, to, you know, we could hear from some of the coaches. And more importantly, I wanted to, our athletes, to, you know, it, it's a really good interview when an athlete comes off the mat and they just won a big match and you put a microphone in front of them for about three motions minutes. Are high, yeah. So the motions are high yeah. and it's just, it's, so that's what I wanted to create. And, uh, and Iowa State and Nick and everybody over there and uh, Learfield and everybody made it happen. So we've got Nate Carr, we've got Joe Sinclair, and we've got Ryan Relk. The three of them uh, cover uh, our matches. So if you want to uh, find out how to, how to follow them on the radio, or I think it's online right now. I'm hoping that we can get them on, the, on a real radio feed next year, but it's online. So not only can you hear those guys do a play-by-play, but you can also get to hear from our guys a lot. And, cool. when a, and when a wrestler comes off the mat, that's real. Oh, that's it's really real. real, yeah. And you're going to get, you know, you're going to get, you're going to get raw emotion. You might have to get a beat button, but you're going to get raw emotion. Tell us about uh, Sam Schuyler, because there's another guy that feels like having a really good year. He has, too. He transferred. Uh, so this, he, we, we got him for two years. This is the second year he transferred from the University of Buffalo. He was an NCAA qualifier. And he came in last year, and he did okay. We saw some really good signs. Um, I think he was a little overwhelmed and, uh, with everything that was going on at Iowa State, and I don't think – nothing against Buffalo, but there's a big difference stepping out to wrestle in the Iowa-Iowa State meet than there is you know, w- when he was at Buffalo. And so – he probably uh, was a little overwhelmed uh, last year. He had some good wins for us last year, though, um, but just you know, kind of put a lot of pressure on himself, I think, towards the end of the year. And he's just really doing well and got a lot of confidence right now. And um, you know, he's going to make. I think he's ranked eighth or ninth in the nation right now at heavyweight. So we're excited to see how he finishes. That heavyweight division doesn't always go last, but a lot of times it does. Mm-hmm. So is, is there a little extra pressure on that kid? Because so many times it's a tight duel. Well, you know, duel. in a tight duel meet, we're going to have some duel meets. I promise that in the next uh, two weeks they're going to come down to heavyweight. And so yeah. you throw, you've been wrestling for an hour and a half, and you throw two guys out there to decide the whole outcome of the match. Right. So they get seven minutes to figure out who wins either, you know, two Iowa State or right. Oklahoma State. So, yeah, those guys were. And, and at first I was kind of nervous because you want a guy that's your, your closer. Um to, to not get rattled in those situations. It's kind of like p- putting a field goal kicker out there and a, a, cl- a relief pitcher and all that. So he, he's kind of our relief pitcher, but he loves it. Now he loves it. Last year, I'm not quite so sure he loved it as much, but he's really he's really taken to it, and he wants to go elastic. He wants the, the dual meet on his shoulders. That's good. Late in the match on Sunday, your, your last three matches you needed, yep. and uh, I know the numbers were in your favor, but that doesn't mean that's how it turns out. Talk about your closers in that. No, we're, we're really good at 184 with Coleman and 197 with Younger Bastida and heavyweight with Sam Schuyler. It's a tough closing act. You, you better be, you better be ready to go with the Cyclones when you hit those last three dudes because those guys are gonna they're gonna make you compete. That makes me think all the way back to Jacksonville and when you did a little shuffling uh, yeah. <laughs> with some guys. And that was in, uh, yeah, that was in uh, New Orleans. Oh, I'm sorry, in New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans, yeah that's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. It was, it was against Cornell? It was against Cornell, yeah. T- take me through kind of what your thought process was there. Well, we were wrestling Cornell, and um, um, they're good in the upper weight. I mean, they're good, uh, good. And so we were down going into the last four weights, uh, and we weighed in. An extra guy that's had some a lot of partial experience for us at 174, which is the the seventh weight, and uh, Joel Devine, and then Sam Schuyler. We wrestled Oregon State earlier that day. Uh, tweaked his bicep, kind of, so he couldn't wrestle. And I didn't even have an extra heavyweight, so I didn't want to give him a forfeit. So what I did is I said, Joel, why don't you go 174? 
and uh, we'll bump up Coleman. Let me see. No, we bumped up. We bumped up uh, Coleman to eighty-four or to ninety-seven, right? And we bumped up um, Bastida to heavyweight, yeah. And so we bumped up three right in a row, and uh, and we bumped up Divine to eighty-four. He weighed in at seventy-four, so we bumped up three guys. So they were all giving up twelve, fifteen pounds, and the guys they were wrestling. Two of the three were ranked in the nation. I mean, younger wrestled, younger weighed 197. He wrestled a 254-pound guy. That was, so was ranked 12th mm-hmm. in the nation. And beat him. Yeah. yeah. And that was the one the dual meet. So, so I mean, I, either gonna look, I was either going to look really good or really bad in that move. Well, he looked but, good. But, I mean, what a team thing to do. Yeah, I mean, you talk fun. about giving, you know, Rod just asked you about the, the team aspect of the sport. I mean, you can't illustrate it any mm-hmm. better than that. Yeah, and I, we I went to those guys right away uh, when we were we were thinking about it. We talked about it in the coaching as a coaching staff, and I said, you know what? The only way we might be able to beat these guys is that we might have to we might have to roll the dice at the end. And I, so I pulled all of them in. I said, come on, what do you think? I said, you guys all willing to go up? Oh wait, you know. And uh, and Coleman's like, yeah, I'll go anywhere. Like, yeah, let me go. Like, yeah, I'll go anywhere. And uh, Younger's like, I don't care. So. It wasn't, I didn't have to talk them into it at all. Like they were ready to go. So when TJ was in earlier, we talked about the psychology of coaching and how whether you have, a, in your case, a match or just a practice, there's, there's psychology in, in every day and how you manage and deal with guys who are in different situations. They're on a roll. They're struggling yeah. or whatever. It's pretty powerful in wrestling too, isn't it? We're probably more psychologists than we are coaches. So that's just the truth. You know, you're, you're dealing with that age group, and you know, wrestling's an individual sport, so you got some kids that – you know, losing's harder on them than other kids, and they don't re- respond as well. And so you have to figure out how to get them all going. Um, and I'm sure, just like there's a basketball, I'm sure you got some guys that have been shooting the lights out of it, and then you got guys that haven't, and you need those guys to pull pull through for you to win a big game. Uh, and it's no different with us. We got guys that are on a roll, and we got guys that lost, you know, just because they've had some tough matchups the last three weeks, and we got to get them out of that funk and get them wrestling well. We're visiting with Kevin Dresser. We're going to come back with more of the Cyclone Coaches Corner, fueled by Renewable Energy Group, right after these messages on the Cyclone Network from Learfield. You probably know that a natural gas leak smells like rotten eggs, but what does a gas leak look or sound like? If you hear a whooshing or hissing sound, see dirt, dust, or water spraying from an area, or you get dizzy or queasy, leave the area immediately, then call 1-800-595-5325 once you're safely away. See midamericanenergy.com for more safety tips. Paid for by the customers of MidAmerican Energy. Sucup Manufacturing Company offers decades of quality products from a family-owned business. From our team to your field. A winning combination producing innovative, reliable products, giving you back the quality time for what's most important to you. In a world filled with challenges, Sukup is selling solutions. Visit sukup.com to find your dealer today. When did business insurance become one size fits all? At EMC Insurance Companies, we've known for more than 100 years that businesses have unique needs. It's why from coast to coast, we provide insurance packages that are designed and tailored specifically for nearly 500 different types of businesses. Add our expert loss control and quick claim services, and you can see why customers count on EMC to help protect what they've built. Find an EMC agent near you at emcins.com. When you open a crisp, cold Bud Light, you know game day is here. 
You owe me five bucks. We mean every sound. Enjoy responsibly. 2022 Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Introducing new Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda Variety Pack. You hear that? It's seltzer with the pop of soda, all with zero sugar. Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda, the loudest flavors ever. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda, IRC Beers, St. Louis, Missouri. We all love a good win. Catching up with friends, saving money at the pump, soaking up the perfect Iowa day, sitting down to a really, really good meal. These are the everyday delights that make us smile. These are the moments that connect us all as Iowans. And these are the wins that, more often than not, start with Iowa's farm families and the crop they're growing. Because when corn grows Iowa, Iowans win. Learn more about how to share your own wins at iowacorn.org backslash Iowans win. Hey everyone, I'm Mark Wahlberg and I have some exciting news to share. At Wahlburgers, we are all about bringing the family together to enjoy a great meal and have a great time. That's why right now, for a limited time, kids eat free every day at all Hy-Vee Wahlburger locations. Kids 12 and under can enjoy one free kid's meal with any purchase of an adult burger, sandwich, or entree salad. Bring the family to Wahlburgers and the Wahlburgers and Hy-Vee stores where right now, kids can eat free. Welcome back to the Cyclone Coaches Corner. Renewable Energy Group and Iowa State University are delivering on their sustainability goal using cooking oil from the university and producing renewable fuel that powers vehicles and equipment on campus. And we're visiting with Kevin Dresser and Rod Bottle, our guest co-host tonight. Coach, it seems hard to believe we're here just turning the calendar to February and you only have one home duel left, and that's uh, coming up against Illinois. Tell us about that one. Yes, the date is, what is that, February 13th? I'm going to have to, I think it's... I can look it up while you're... February 12th. 12th, I'm sorry, Sunday the 12th. Yeah, it's a Sunday, and it's going to be the first time we've done this. I know they did this at Iowa State previous to our tenure here, but we're going to do a wrestling-gymnastics combination so you can come watch both at the same time. The floor of Hilton will be super busy because everything will be happening down there, wrestling and gymnastics, so they call it Beauty and the Beast. Um, if you've been in Ames for a long time, I'm sure you've heard of it and been around it. So, yeah, I'm curious to see how it goes. And, um, you know, we got Illinois, who's, you know, Big Ten school that's really wrestling well. They got a new coaching staff that's been there a couple of years, and they're really starting to make a mark. So uh, when we set up the dual meet, I thought, well, maybe we won't have to work super hard in this one. You know, it's the last dual meet of the year, and we got the gymnasts running around. And, <laughs> and now I'm going to have to get my dudes focused because <laughs> Illinois is good. And, well, There's it, a lot of distractions right there in that floor. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast is one of those things that I say to myself, well, why didn't somebody think of that years ago? I, I don't know how somebody did come up with the idea, but it, it works, and yeah. people like it, and they come out, and it's been successful. Yeah, it has. Yeah, it has. So, Did you have you have any predictions on how you might react? Will you even know gymnastics is going on? Or I will not probably. I mean, I won't. I will know, but I probably will be really focused on our guys now. The question is, is, is the guys wrestling? That's more important than me. <laughs> I'm not going to score any points for us, that's for sure. Well, speaking yeah. of the guys wrestling, uh, Zach Redding, uh, doing some good things really for good you. Thing. Tell, us, tell us about Zach and the kind of year he's having. Zach's uh, really had an up-and-down year. He's had He started out really good for us. He had some weight issues because he's a big guy for 133 pounds, and he really has to work at it. Um, he has to be super disciplined. He's a guy that could balloon up to as much as 150 pounds if he doesn't watch it. I mean, that's a big, big balloon. Um, but he's been really disciplined. He's been keeping his weight close to that and then getting down each time we wrestle. I've uh, been doing it right, not missing any meals. Um, and it's showing he's really been wrestling well right now. Um, 
he had a couple. He had an end. We put him out there in November, I think our first home dual meet, and he completely fell off a cliff. You know, did everything wrong from the weekend that we wrestled in Florida till we had our first home opener, and he struggled. And and you know, you can't fake it out there when you when you cut corners on your nutrition and your and your diet because our guys they 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 compete at 7 p.m. and they weigh in at 6 p.m. So when you get on that scale, you better be ready to wrestle. And, and if you've cut your weight wrong, uh, you, you really feel it out there. And so that's what we saw with Zach early. But right now, wow, he's really wrestling. He's wrestling as well as I've ever seen him. But more importantly, his mojo every day he comes to practice is really, really good. Like he's, he's got that swagger that he knows he's, he's wrestling well right now. John mentioned you have just one home meet left. I know you're on the road a little bit, but tell us, uh, remind us your postseason schedule because it's it's uh, it's similar to what basketball is at. Right. But but uh, walk us through. You're going to make a few trips to Tulsa. Yep, a couple trips to Tulsa. So every year, uh, as long as I've been here now, uh, this will be our my sixth time down to the Big Twelve Championships in Tulsa. They do it at the BOK Center, and this 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 year the BOK Center also won the bid for the NCAA Championship. So. I think we'll literally get home, leave on a Monday morning, and then we'll return back there the following Tuesday. So we'll be home for eight days and go back to Tulsa again. So we know Tulsa really well. Yeah, we know Tulsa really well. But uh, great venue. I'm a little worried about the city because I'm just not, don't know if I don't know if Tulsa is ready for eighteen or twenty thousand wrestling fans. Wow. That's a handful. They're going to find out, aren't they? Yeah, yeah we'll find out in a hurry. Uh, we've we got to sneak in one more break. We're visiting with Kevin Dresser, back with more of the Cyclone Coaches Corner, fueled by Renewable Energy Group after these messages on the Cyclone Network from Learfield. Two teams, one goal. Renewable Energy Group and Iowa State University have partnered to bring sustainable solutions to improving air quality and reducing carbon emissions on the campus of Iowa State University. Through the use of clean fuel produced at Renewable Energy Group's biorefineries in Newton and Mason City, Iowa, students can breathe easier knowing that two teams are working together in creating a cleaner, more sustainable campus. Hey everyone, I'm Mark Wahlberg and I have some exciting news to share. At Wahlburgers, we are all about bringing the family together to enjoy a great meal and have a great time. That's why right now, for a limited time, kids eat free every day at all Hy-Vee Wahlburger locations. Kids 12 and under can enjoy one free kid's meal with any purchase of an adult burger, sandwich, or entree salad. Bring the family to Wahlburgers and the Wahlburgers and Hy-Vee stores where right now, kids can eat free. Welcome back to the Cyclone Coach's Corner, fueled by Renewable Energy Group. We're visiting with Kevin Dresser. Appreciate him coming on board tonight, along with T.J. Altsberger. And, coaches, we've got to wrap things up here. Um, you know, one thing I really enjoy is our Cyclone Tailgate Tour. Uh, we get we get to hang out with you guys for a while. And throughout the Tailgate Tour last May, you were talking about Pinero Johnson, this guy from Erie, Pennsylvania, and he's gonna you're going to really love watching him compete. Uh, I, I can't say I've been disappointed, and uh, yeah. you were right on target with that. But uh, this whole freshman class, um, you've got a bunch of guys redshirting as well. Uh, tell us, kind of take us through uh, this collective group of guys that were gray shirts, red shirts, whatever the case may be, true freshmen. Um, man, I, I think your future looks pretty bright. Yeah, you know, the you know, we, we had the second-ranked recruiting class in the nation last year. And that didn't even really include Panero because right. Panero came a year early. Um, and the people probably heard of the gray shirt out there. But he, when you come in and don't actually enroll in school and move to town, 
Um, we have a regional training center that we, we use basically out of our lead practice facility. So it doubles up as our wrestling room and our RTC room. So it's permissible for somebody that lives within 250 miles of Ames to use that facility. So Panero moved from Erie, Pennsylvania after he graduated high school. He graduated high school at 17 years old and moved to Ames and then trained with us last year um, off and on. He was kind of, you know, when you're not going to school and all you're doing is training. He went home every now and then. He wasn't on the same schedule as our athlete because he didn't have any classes. So he just kind of came to work out all the time and, and you know, came to morning in the morning, came in the evening and, and you know, and struggled last year. He's super talented, but struggled just because it was a big step. But then when he showed up this year, um, he was ready to go and he's super athletic and, you know, more than anything, he just got serious about the training and the outside of his practice room life. Um, and that whole class is really good. You know, Casey Swiderski and, and Panero Johnson are really good. A lot of good guys and, and some yeah. red shirt. And there's right a now. whole bunch that are red shirt right now. And, and I'll tell you what, those guys are going to, there's, there's about five or six names that you're going to see a lot out of this class. Awesome. Coach, uh, continued success to you. Appreciate you taking the time tonight. Yes, sir. Thank and you, Rod, gentlemen. thanks for jumping on board tonight as well. We hope you can join us again next week. We'll be back to Monday for the Cyclone Coaches Corner, fueled by Renewable Energy Group. This has been the Cyclone Coaches Corner, powered by Renewable Energy Group. Also brought to you by Bud Light, it's for the fans, and by High V, who proudly supports the Iowa State Cyclones. High V, where there's a helpful smile in every aisle. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Cyclone Sports Network.